Lord, the cry of the psalmist is to show us mercy. And we ask for that mercy this evening as we come together. We would look into your word. We would speak from your word. We would come and approach your throne in, in intercessory prayer on behalf of others. And, and we ask that you will come and show mercy to us help us and bless us. Lord, we commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. It takes a very long time to get back to normal. I often wonder why when you travel to Africa, you hit the ground running, and when you come back, it's like you're dead. So I, I, I can't understand the geography behind, the logics behind that. Uh, but I, I, I just would have to take one day at a time. Acts chapter 14. Acts, the Acts of Jesus Christ. I heard somebody saying, uh, I don't remember who it was, but I was commenting on Acts and was calling, calling Acts the Acts of Jesus Christ and not the Apostles. That was correct. I don't know. It was Kuzi. Uh, yeah. Well, apparently he was trained. He was taught that the actions in Acts or the acts of Christ when you went back to heaven, working in the man on earth, not the acts of the, the actions of the apostles. Apostles have no actions. Uh, and in Acts chapter 14, this evening, we will consider. Um, this text has to do with missions. Uh, I read from verse 21. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch. Now, Acts chapter 13 is where it started. And we have details of the Apostle Paul and Barnabas on their first multi-nation outreach missionary journey from the city of Antioch. Now, there were two cities with the name Antioch. Don't get confused with this one mentioned here in Acts 14. And the other one in Acts 13, where Paul and Barnabas were sent from northern Syria. You take your map, you will see that there are two Antiochs relatively close, maybe 100 miles apart, to two cities. The other Antioch was in Asia, Poseidon, near the Galatian area. I guess that is from over there at the Galatian church was born in Acts 13. If you go back a page, you'll see in Acts 13, verse 14. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch and Poseidon and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. Now, this evening I want to talk about ministerial responsibility and accountability ministerial accounts a responsibility and accountability and today in the church this is lacking 
and uh, we're living in the church. Everybody is, is, is think they are free to do what they want, and they don't want to submit to ministerial responsibility and accountability. We're living in a culture like that, and most Christians are like that. And and, and uh, again and again, I, I keep saying that I'm thankful for for this brother and his wife, very much so. I don't know what breed they are or what would happen, but the, the importance of teaching people the Bible is it is very important. And and City View is not short of being taught. They they are short of obeying what they're taught, and that is the problem. But we're going to talk a little about ministerial responsibility and accountability as seen in the Bible. These things are different than what many of us today think. And I'm amazed with the insight and the experience that God gave Pastor Ronald concerning foreign multinational missions. And I, I think the men, the deacons, had a taste of it when we met on Zoom over an hour in there. But uh, Ron wanted me to chair the last meeting. I said, there's no way he could chair a meeting with you there. With you and Pastor Jonathan Holt, uh, let, let me listen to, to you guys. You, you guys are far more experienced than I am uh, in the field of mission, especially in on the continent of Africa. I will make a total fool of myself. Uh, so I, I just glean from these men uh, some important thing. But I'm in, I'm I'm amazed, and I'm sure Brother Colin was too. Uh, at the ex and even Brother Jonathan Hall somewhat looks up to, uh, I, I guess you sense that, Brother Colin, to, to Pastor California because of his, his experience and his knowledge and his, his going, goings around um, concerning multinational missions. Here in Paul's first missionary journey with Barnabas, there are some given responsibilities that were fulfilled. I'll, I'll run through them quickly with you. Uh, Acts 14, 21 and 22, first we see proclaiming. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch. Last Sunday evening, I told you these are two distinct um, disciplines, preaching and teaching. And it is in accordance with the Great Commission. Go and preach the gospel to every creature, teaching them to observe all that I command you. The preaching is not sufficient. The teaching is what make people better Christians, if they're Christians at all. And if, 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 you, if you are a Christian, a profess, professing Christian that backs off of teaching, you would have to question yourself if you are a Christian at all, because you should want to be taught the word of God and not just hear the word of God preach um, to you. Uh, but here we see the, 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 the tandem again um, in, in proclaiming. 
when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch, proclaiming as two traits, preaching and teaching. And this is the command of the Lord Jesus, go into all the world and teach all nations. Teach them what? Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Mary had a little lamb. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, Humpty Dumpty had a great fall that we hear, uh, uh, but it is men that fought, that fell into sin. Not Humpty Dumpty that had a great fall. It's me and you that had a great fall. And nobody could put us back together again. And we see, we say, we say these nerves, we twist these things and make them into nursery rhymes. There's nothing nursery rhyme about that. It is what happened to the human race. Paul in, Paul's endeavor was to preach and to teach, like the famous verse I always quote, Colossians 1:28. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man complete, mature, in Christ Jesus, save in Christ Jesus uh, to this. And I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Colossians 1, 28 and 29. Preaching warns men of the peril that is coming on those who remain in their sins. Teaching tells people how to live their lives if they truly have become saved. And just as we seek to do at home here, we seek to do abroad. And that's why we have Bible study on Wednesday evenings to teach because we, we cannot do that in the, the, the setting of the worship when we preach because there's a mixed multitude within the congregation just like it is here. When the dust settles on Sundays, Lord, there, look at the church and you will see the distinction. I hope you understand what I'm saying. You'll, you'll see it sift out. Um, yes, preaching warns to avoid the wrath of God. Teaching tells uh, us how to live um, our lives. You have to be equally prepared on, on, on the mission field, just as you should be equally prepared at home. And there's no abbreviated sermons. There, there, there's no part B sermons. The same studious study you do home, you must do abroad to present the whole counsel of God. Um, you have to work just as hard so that you can bring the gospel accurately to that. So because God himself is sniffing, he, 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 he smells uh, the gospel as a sweet aroma. And therefore, we have to be prepared. So that's my first point, proclaiming. Be strengthening and confirming. Strengthening and confirming, verse 22, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through 
much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Confirming and strengthening. Uh, verse 22. Uh, yes, verse 22. We can only confirm those who are transformed. You can only exhort those to continue who have begun. We, sh we shouldn't bring the gospel and leave people in limbo. Uh, brethren are strengthened by the word of God. Brethren grow in the word of God. If people have not been strengthened in the word of God, they cannot grow in the word of God. You know, when you, when, when you was a baby, I remember when I was a little boy, how my mom used to crush up the, the, the pumpkin. Um, and sometimes I wouldn't eat it, maybe four or five years old. And she would ram the spoon with the crushed pumpkin down my throat, eat it. Um, it's good for you. But she knew what she was saying. I, I fussing. But she makes sure that she wrinkled every last grain. And, and Miss Peters, you know what I'm talking about. You did this many times to your children. No, you got grown men. You know what you were doing. You want them to be strengthened. It's the same thing with the preacher. With the spoon. Eat it. You're going to grow. And a lot of us are still spoon fed like that. We're told, eat it. Uh, but in order to grow, if, 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 you, if, if, you, if you are not strengthened, you will not grow. Um, and it is true at home as it is abroad. The word confirming, confirming the souls. The word, it's not what the Anglican Church teach today. The confirmation is not that. To confirm souls is to verify that they're truly in a state of grace. It comes through teaching. People are weeded out, weeded, weeded out of the church when they're taught the scriptures. And this is what Paul and Barnabas was doing. The Bible says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So these are responsibilities, missionary responsibilities. The proclaiming, strengthening, and confirming two together. Lastly, verse 23, ordaining. Ordaining. And when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they, commend, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believe. Now, this is the step that we have struggled with over the many, many years. Um, you just don't automatically ordain people in the ministry. Um, once you do that, you are obligated, uh, unless you want to ordain one every year. You can only ordain those who meet the qualifications of ecclesiastical office. The two offices in the church 
And this is the step we are now pursuing. Out of all the men that I have met over the past 25 years, um, I, I think sometimes you hear we were, the time we were going there is what, whatever, 28. But in actuality, our church plant endeavor only began uh, maybe five years later after we were going there. So I can't put all of those years together and say we were, we were trying to plant a church for that time. As a matter of fact, most of the time we didn't even know what we were doing. We were feeling out our lid. Um, but we only began church plant in earnest, maybe after the building was erected in, in Chuma. Um, that is when we began to zero in on a church planting endeavor. But before we were pathfinding. We we path um, so I, I wouldn't say it, it was that long. But out of all the men that I have met over the past 25 years or so, not one met the biblical requirements for the two offices of the church. Not one. And, it, 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 and, and it's like God was telling us, I'm not ready yet. You know, keep, keep preaching. Keep proclaiming. Keep confirming. Keep strengthening. These, these, come, these things come first. And if you're going to do things in church work, you have to do it biblically. I told you about this guy that came to us, um, come with his briefcase or whatever. He thought I was going to say, okay, we're going to pick you. I made things very difficult for him. I told him, I know what you believe, but we don't believe none of that. But don't get discouraged. If you want to learn, come. Never saw him again. Fraud. And a lot of charismatic people. You have to watch people carefully, even in admitting people into membership. If I, if I was to admit people into membership willy-nilly, you know, next thing, this whole church is corrupt. Ordaining. First essential grace in ordaining is one must believe. Not believe anything. Believe is a broad term. We must believe the way of salvation as ordained by God, we must believe in biblical church order, biblical disciplines, sanctity of the Lord's day, yes, worship. These are elements of Reformed theology. And there are too many freelance Christians who pretend to be Jews and are not. To use the language of the book of Revelation. Paul commended them to the Lord on whom they believe. I like that. He commended them to the Lord on whom, the, the antecedent whom refers to the Lord Jesus, the Lord. They didn't believe Paul, the Lord. They didn't believe the preacher, the Lord. That's the qualification. 
Today we have to be careful with the word believe. Believe is a very strong word. I don't know if you know that. As a matter of fact, it is similar to the word pistio, which means faith. Everyone believes. Even the demons believe. Sometimes you listen to these funerals and woman up there preaching, got all the right phrases about salvation, but don't believe. Because if she had believed, she would not be on a pulpit preaching. So don't let people deceive you with the word believe. The, the, the Bible, Jesus said, he who believe on me as the scripture says. That's the key. We must start by defining what it means to believe. Like, like the guy said to us, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he died and he rose again. I believe these things. I believe the Holy Spirit came. I said, would the devils believe all of that? To believe on Jesus is to believe the teachings of Christ concerning salvation, concerning separation, concerning worship, concerning women's place in the church, marriage, and other important doctrines, lest our churches become overrun with devils. So be careful if I go or when I go. Be careful what you do. You know, all of the labor and teaching put into this work would just flatten. Be careful, men. Sometimes we can be very lax, very, very, very passive. And dealing with sin doesn't take long for a spiritual person to detect who believes the truth and who is following error. Doesn't take long for a spiritual mind to see that. Doesn't take long to discover a fake from a faithful man. Ordaining elders is a serious matter. We come to the, this is the last point, ordaining. Let's say, hey, verse 24. And after they had passed through Bethsaida, they came to Pamphylia, 25. And when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to Atalia, um, where they probably stayed a while. So this is responsibilities of missions. Proclaiming, confirming souls, ordaining. Point number two, main point. I'll rush through this quickly. Accountability of missionaries. Accountability. I shared responsibilities. Accountabilities. Verse 26. And then sailed to Antioch from whence they had been recommended the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. In other words, they were recommended at Antioch. No. No. Brother Kuzi or Kuzi has gone back to South Africa, his home church, where he was recommended. He probably passed through Lusaka. Um, 
before coming back to Zimbabwe, where he now is officially going to take on his work with City View being the primary sender um, church. Um, Brother, Brother Shokwa said to me, why don't you bring Desire to City View and let him do an internship with you and the church for six months? I don't know if Desire can be away from his wife for six months, um, but he believed it would be helpful for Desire to come here with us, um, preach to us sometimes, see how we run things, and then send him back. Kudzi did internship for about five years with Jonathan Holm, preaching at regular stated meetings. That's why he is so experienced and face up the people. And basically it's a white congregation. So we have some things to think about as a church. But the missionaries returned to their posts where they were recommended, where they were sent. They did not proceed to the safaris in the Midlands. They did not go off on a resort somewhere else after they finished their missionary trip. They didn't go off somewhere. They came back after they fulfilled their task. They returned. And accountability is returning to our post of embarking. And I hope you see that. I didn't make a detour down to Barbados. I came here from where I was sent. I could have said, oh, fellas, I'm tired. I think I'm going down for two weeks. And some of us need to learn these things. Taking off and going where you want, and then coming back, the church is secondary. When they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. And there they abode a long time with the disciples. Church life. Accountability. If you and me, as a church member, cannot be accountable at home, you cannot be accountable on a mission field. You can't be trusted. And some of us be careful, because I wouldn't ask some people to go anywhere. Because we are not accountable. We're lone rangers. Matter of fact, I have serious questions about a church member that is not accountable. Serious problems. Don't come to church, you don't know what they're doing. Then they show up, like, 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 like some of them that come here. Um, Why, where were you last for the last three weeks? Oh, I, 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 you will never be admitted in this church. You can come till the cows come home. No. Have questions. For people like that, it's not accountable. Every place I read in the scripture, Christians were accountable. Paul said of Epaphras, you remember him, for I bear him witness that he has a great zeal for you and for those who are at Laodicea and Hierapolis. Paul said, I know him. Epaphras, I know him. 
He's always laboring in prayer for you. I know him. He's one of you. Paul bore record of him. Who bear record of you? What would your pastor say about you? Does he bear record of you? Are you accountable? So under this head, accountability, one, in returning to our pause, B, rehearsing. They rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. Every two weeks, I made it my business to send you a report, an activity report, not because I wanted to, but because I was supposed to, based on this material I'm reading. Accountability in returning to my post of embarking, rehearsing, going over what transpired, whether it be good or whether it be bad. You know, this would be given an accurate, not an inflated, but an accurate report to the church of what God did or what he's doing among his people so that you would not be lost and you would know how to pray. The second week, Tashauna did a real alignment on the vehicle. As we were driving, going up the Mutoko Road, I think it was exactly 40 kilometers up, uh, from, from town. But before we, we hear this noise in the front, and anytime you hear noise in your front end, you should stop. But I didn't because I was prompted, oh, that's the gravel in the road. The lady says, go on, that's, not, that's the gravel. That's not it. Well, finally the wheel came off. And here is Kuzi and his wife and Marcel and me with a car with the wheel off because the people that did the real alignment failed to tighten the nuts. And to Shauna give me a vehicle like that, I could have killed myself. Now here I'm at the side of the road, this this one guy coming, you know, he wanna fix it. I says, no. I called to Shauna. Marcel and Shamiso, two women, proceeded the next 20 kilometers by themselves, by themselves, to go to Chuma. Got a ride from the top of the tar um, depot down in there, you know. When they got there, the Bible club was almost finished. Deshauna came to the hour. And then he showed me, he says, can't find the nuts. Gone. So when we were hearing that noise, the nuts fell off already. So what he did is he took three nuts from each wheel, other wheel, one, two, three, and tightened the wheel. At times, Missionary work is risky. You know what I tell you? Very risky. And here are the two ladies. Um, I, was, I was very happy to go and see them, just finishing up their program, and they bring them back. Yeah. And every time we passed there going back, we was, I sure call it, that's the spot. 
Look at it, look. I reported it to you. Accountability, returning to the post of embarking, rehearsing, giving an accurate report of church to the church. Lastly, fellowshipping, verse 28. And there they abode a long time with the disciples. Verse 28. And there they abode long time with the disciples. Charlie, they had a church home. And that's where they stayed. Okay? Now these may seem things may seem simple to you. They had a church that they called home. They abode a long time with the disciples. So abode is to live together with. It speaks of intimacy. The church was intimate. And that's how God designed the church. We, we ought to be intimate with each other. Now when I talk about intimacy, I'm speaking like Alan Dan write the book, Gospel Intimacy. Too many secrets. Too many undercover people in, the, in this church. Intimacy, sharing together. There are two things that are noticed in missionaries. Missionary, ministerial responsibility and accountability. Same is true in the Christian life. I believe we should come off the mediocre life and step up and to be more faithful. We are embarking on serious brother, brother Shoko said you want to listen to me tonight. I don't know who you're going to stay by that. It's three o'clock in the morning to listen to a Bible study. I really hope you are listening. But this is basically a text that I'm sharing to show what we are doing. And I pray the Lord will bless the ministry of the word tonight. It's a missionary message, but it is meant to inform you. And may God bless you.